and welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. This is episode 112, Avoiding the Fears of Public Speaking, Part 2. Welcome to Intentional Leaders. This podcast is not just for leaders, rather for anyone who wants to make an impact on the world, professionally or personally. My passion and purpose is to provide tips, tools, and resources that I've learned throughout my career, working with large and small organizations, profit and non, and also as an entrepreneur. I've had the joy to teach thousands of individuals who, like you, are trying to navigate this crazy and complex world. So here's to doing that successfully and intentionally. So a few episodes back, I talked about my journey with glossophobia, which is not a fear of lip gloss or high gloss paint, rather the fear of public speaking. I suffered with this for many, many years, and I reflected back on my journey and how I overcame much of my anxiety. However, in this episode, I'm going to provide some quick tips for you for your next presentation and the key things that I would offer to you to prepare to increase your confidence and lessen your anxiety. And I'm going to talk about six key things. Six key things that will have a big effect on your presentations, all right? So the first three have to do with your preparation. The second three have to do with your delivery. Preparation is key. Out of all of the things that you can focus on, preparation for a presentation is huge. However, what I hear a lot of people talk about is they over-prepare and then they memorize things and then they get so freaked out because they're so afraid they're going to freeze and then their anxiety ratchets up a whole bunch of notches. Well, you don't have to fall prey to those traps. Preparing, I think the three most important things are one, knowing your objectives, two, knowing a bit about your audience, and three, designing the key aspects of your presentation. And I want to go through each of these just very briefly. This is meant to be almost the Cliff Notes version of doing a presentation. All right, here we go. Objectives. When you think about your next presentation or even think about a presentation you just recently done, what were you trying to do? What were you getting people to try to do or believe or think or feel? What was it? And do you know? And can you define that very crisply? I think objectives are essential, and it sounds so common sense, but I'll tell you what, it is not common practice. And it doesn't matter if you are doing a 10-minute thing, an hour thing, or maybe you're putting together a training class that is going to be several hours. You have to clarify your objectives. What do you want people to know, think, do, believe, whatever those things are, write it down. And write it down with an action orientation. You want them to believe X, Y, Z. You want them to decide between A, B, and C. You want them to feel motivated to change something. Really be clear on your objectives. That is number one. Number two is really understanding about your audience. Who are they and what do they know? How do they currently think and feel? And how different is it from what you are going to present? While I like to get as much as I can in advance, I think this is an area that we can very much do 
in the moment if we have a good game plan to do it. Sometimes we don't have all the information that we want about the audience. Maybe we don't know their historical views or we don't know their education level. We don't even know the composition of the group. If you can get all that information, awesome. But if you can't, there are some really quick things you can do at the beginning of a presentation to gauge people's perceptions. So for example, I recently saw someone do a practice presentation on eating more vegetables or adopting more of a vegan lifestyle. And I thought, oh, that would be so interesting because what I could do is right at the beginning of that session, ask people how many vegetables they eat every day. And has anybody ever tried a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle? I could gauge what are people's favorite food. And if I have a room full of meat lovers, I know I'm probably going to have a bigger challenge. But there are many things that we can do in the moment to get people connected, especially when you think about the polls and interactivity or the chat box in a virtual platform, still the same thing. We can definitely get a sense of about what people care about at the beginning. Then we know how far we need to take them in our presentation. So there are a lot of ways to get audience input right at the beginning, and I would encourage you to do that. Number three, when you design a presentation, there is something called the law of threes. You know the law of threes, whether you've heard this or not, because if you know the story of, oh, let's say the three blind mice or the three little pigs or Goldilocks and the three bears, or even the story of the three wise men, you know the law of threes. The law of threes is centered around the fact that our brains can only retain so much information. And in order for a presentation to be high impact, we want our message to be sustainable. So what we need to do is really crystallize what we want our message to be focused on. And I tend to think in threes, think about three objectives. Think about three parts to your presentation and really focus, hone in all the things that you know that you could talk about, pick the top three. With that said, there's kind of a range of what people can remember anywhere from three to seven. And think about your phone numbers and social security numbers, all the things that are positioned with dashes, because some really wise people recognize that we really can't remember that much. So that's the same concept in play. Think about the laws of three. If you need to prepare a presentation, job one, you need to know your objective. Put it in phrases that are action-oriented. What will someone be able to do or think? How do you want them to feel? How do you want them to act? The second, know your audience. Gather as much as you can prior to your presentation, but if you can't, you can do it in the moment. You can find a lot about people's perceptions and opinions right there during the presentation. And then three, when you think about design, consider the law of threes. How do you break it into three key parts? The next is about delivering a great presentation. And again, I would say three key things to focus on here. Number one is creating the right environment. Number two, doing things that connect and engage people. And number three, using your communication in a way that is impactful. Creating an environment means that you are responsible for the emotional safety 
of the group. And that sounds weird, right? But it means that you want people to feel safe to ask questions, that you are there to help them learn something or help educate them or help influence them, and that you are also there to make a comfortable environment. I don't know if you are familiar with Timothy Clark, but he has done a lot of work on psychological safety. And he talks about this concept of the four stages of safety, inclusion, that people feel a sense of belonging, learner safety, that they feel safe to ask questions, contributor safety, that they feel comfortable to contribute, and also challenger safety, that they're allowed to challenge the status quo. I think about this a lot as a presenter and a facilitator and a trainer, that safety is part of my job. I want people to feel safe to participate. And then also, I want people to feel able to interact. And that has to do with my ability to connect and engage with them. So how can I do that? And how can you do that? Well, we do that through all the things that you've heard about and probably already implemented in your presentation around stories, metaphors, examples, statistics, testimonials, and even your use of space. If you're in a virtual environment, are you using all the different resources available to you, all the different tools in whatever platform you're using to engage people? If you are face-to-face, are you using a flip chart or a whiteboard? Are you moving around the room and creating engagement through that? All of those things you want to absolutely build in to your design. So when you think back to the law of threes, I would be really mindful about how am I going to connect and engage with those three aspects of my presentation? How am I going to marry those things together and really help people to understand my message? And then the last one is about communication, knowing that our words are important, but our tone and body language is essential. Voice modulation is important. We want to express the message in such a way that engages people. How you speak matters. So how do you do that? You do it through your pitch. You can do it through your volume. You can stress keywords or phrases. You want to make sure you're speaking with clarity, that your pace is appropriate to the group that you use good pauses, and that you vary your tone. You can go out and listen to TED Talks and oh my goodness, and you will hear about voice modulation in practice. Those TED Talk people have practiced that enough that they know where and how they will regulate their voice in that presentation. You can do the same. So here are my tips. If you happen to suffer from glossophobia and you still need to get up and deliver presentations, no matter how long or short, here are things to consider as you prepare. Number one, be crystal clear on your objectives. Number two, find out as much as you can in advance about your audience or find it out in the moment. Design your presentation with the law of threes. Goldilocks, the three little pigs, those stories center around comparing and contrasting things. And the law of threes will help people to remember your message. 
When you are delivering, remember these three things. You are responsible for creating an environment. Make it safe for people to participate, to learn, to contribute, and to challenge. Second, connect and engage. There are so many ways to do this, and I'm confident you have the stories, the statistics, and the metaphors that you can bring your story to life. And then third, communicate with impact. Make sure that your tone and your body language is bringing your message to the audience in such a way that it's compelling and that it's exciting. It's memorable and it's long lasting. With these tips in hand, you can be a great communicator. You can overcome your fears of glossophobia with focus and practice. You too can make the kind of presentation that gets people up wanting to cheer. They're going to remember your message and they'll definitely remember you. And if you want more secrets, how to talk like those TED talkers, there's actually a book that's called Talk Like TED by Carmine Gallo. It is nine public speaking secrets of the world's top mind. Check it out. It's awesome. 